0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sports Travel Podcast, where we interview leaders from throughout the sports event industry. This is Matt Traub, managing editor of Sports Travel, and our guest today is Jason Siegel, president and chief executive officer of the Greater Orlando Sports Commission. Before we begin, first a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Sports Travel Podcast is being sponsored by the Teams Conference and Expo, the world's largest gathering of sports event organizers and the destinations and suppliers that serve the sports event industry. Teams 24 will be held in Anaheim, California, from September 23rd through the 26th, 2024. The conference will again feature the co-location of the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic SportsLink Program and NGB Best Practices Seminar, as well as the annual symposium of the National Congress of State Games. For more details on everything planned at Teams, please visit teamsconference.com. And now, on to the episode. The first weekend in February is going to be an extraordinary one in the city of Orlando, Florida, which hosts the U.S. Olympic Trials for Marathon on Saturday, February 3rd. And then the next day, the NFL Pro Bowl games are at Camping World Stadium on Sunday, February 4th. The big weekend comes on the heels of news that two of the city's most recognizable sports venues will have more than a combined $600 million dedicated to renovations in the coming years. We chatted last week with Jason Siegel, President and CEO of the Greater Orlando Sports Commission, about the process in landing the U.S. Olympic Trials for Marathon and the preparation that has gone into planning the event, what the big weekend ahead will be like for locals, the news of renovation funds committed to area venues, and much more. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Jason, welcome to the Sports Travel Podcast today.
1: Well, oh, Thanks for having me. Nice to uh, Nice to see you and be heard.
0: Orlando will host the U.S. Olympic Trials for Marathon on February 3rd. It's the first time that event has been in the state of Florida. Why was the marathon trials in the first place something that you were interested in hosting?
1: Yeah, you know what? It's a great question. We um, obviously, we pride ourselves on just the sheer volume of business that we're able to attract, uh, whether it's uh, in the youth amateur space or major marquee events like, you know, Pro Bowls and NBA All-Star Games, MLS All-Star Games, I could go on and on. But uh, we have a long relationship with uh, the U.S. Olympic Committee, USOPC, Olympic and Paralympic Committee. And when we saw the opportunity was available and we've got uh, so many running enthusiasts in our community, the health and wellness communities that uh, are here and exist in Central Florida, and it was brought to our attention by our good friends at Track Shack here locally who are a uh, a husband and wife team who have owned and operated uh, their business for 45 years they put on two dozen 5k's they are uh, an integral part of the Disney marathon and a number of other big uh, running events they brought it to our attention that you know hey listen you know this would be a great marriage of the local community, partnering with Track Shack, partnering with USA Track and Field, and of course the USOPC, it was, uh, it, was it was pretty neat. Matt, we um, we went to our community leaders back in 2018 and said, "Look, there's an RFP. There might be an opportunity to do something in 2020." We took a good look at it, actually put a bid proposal together. We went to Atlanta in 2020 uh they were the recipient and the winner of the 2020 event we had actually pulled out of that competition we just weren't ready we felt like the timing wasn't right and that we would be better suited uh to take a a look at it in 2024 and of course who knew that on february 29th of 2020 you know a couple days later the world would shut down it was odd too because it was a it was a leap year right so they ran their race on a leap year day, I I remember flying back on the plane and within, you know, gosh, a week or two, you know, COVID broke out and uh, we were in the middle of a a pandemic. We then had, you know, probably another two years to kind of take a look at what we had learned, talk to the good folks in Atlanta. They were terrific and and very collaborative. uh, So that when we put our bid in, in the summer of 22, we really had a great appreciation where the opportunity itself felt like it was perfect for our community. Uh, What a wonderful opportunity to uh, promote our downtown, but of course everything that we are as a a complete ecosystem, uh, obviously known for tourism and our hospitality uh, community, but there's so many other uh, aspects of our community that we wanted to highlight and showcase. And to be on NBC for three, three and a half hours, to be able to do that in addition to the economic impact uh that it would drive uh, for our community uh we just felt like it was it was just perfect for us and we're very aggressive with our bid and uh we were very fortunate to get the call from uh, uh Max Siegel and Renee and the team at USA track and field in November to to let us know that we had been awarded and uh here we are we're uh, just a few days away from hosting and really excited for that opportunity and we feel uh, really fortunate that they trust us with one of their uh, crown jewels, especially, uh, in a, uh, super successful environment, which, uh, USA track and field operates in.
0: You mentioned the work that, and the, the lead in and all the preparation that went into prepare to getting this bid ready to host the, to ultimately win the right to host these trials how do you how were you able to develop that bid from when you first were interested in it to eventually winning this bid and hosting it this year to the branding point? What do you think this will do for your nap for yourself uh, in Orlando in terms of getting that national exposure you mentioned for several hours?
1: I, I think that when we first looked at the opportunity, there was a lot of education. We had to get our arms around an event that is not enclosed within a venue. I think that was the first, important the 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 immediate sets of dialogue were around hey listen you don't have a an event management team in place because you're not partnering with the Kia center you're not partnering with Camping World Stadium you're not partnering with ESPN Wide World of Sports or the USTA or the Arnold Palmer team at Bay Hill or You know, so many of our, you know, now it's uh, inter and co stadium. So your venue becomes this imagination, uh, reimagine what, what 26.2 miles could look like, and we do it at Disney and we've done other events in, in this community, but this is different. I mean, this is, you know, you're gonna send six individuals to Paris in the summer Olympics, uh, at the time, obviously in 2020, they were preparing for, for uh, the different set of uh, of summer Olympics, but I think for us it was really just getting our arms around all of the education because how do you program what now has turned out to be eleven point two miles? We're doing two point two miles plus an eight mile loop uh, three times. You know what does that look like? You know what are the economics around it? You know how much are we willing to invest as a community? What does that return on that investment look like? In addition to how much commercially can we leverage to either recoup uh, those funds or lessen the burden on our uh, government partners and our private partners who are going to help us fund this. So a lot of education, a lot of modeling, a lot of if we did it, who would play large roles because there's a significant amount of, can you imagine just the number of the barricades and bike rack and parking spaces and hotel rooms and there's so many technical aspects to a marathon itself whether it's hydration stations or doping or i mean there you know just the list goes on and on so you're you know you're really in the weeds you know you're you're doing uh, a traffic engineering and site surveys and renderings of what it could look like because you've got a big commercial piece uh, that that's part of this and you know with the community support it you know we want to make sure that they had you know hundreds of thousands of fans in Atlanta and and in the past in LA and Houston and other destinations so all of that came into mind as we were starting to imagine what this could look like here and then you know the work begins you know as soon as you're awarded it's it's okay let's let's uh, you know obviously the route itself uh, has to be certified there's uh, a lot of uh, details that have to be uh, brought under control obviously from a law enforcement standpoint you know our number one priority was athlete safety wellness it's not going to be lost on anybody that no matter what time uh, no matter what year it is um if you're looking at an event in Florida um between you know January and March you're going to have temperature fluctuation So you've got to be prepared for, I know I'm bragging when I say potentially, oh, it could be 35, 40 degrees. And of course, we're very fortunate to have such pleasant weather, you know, 11 months of the year in Orlando if you, uh, if you take out hurricane season. But, uh, at the same time, you know, you've got to prepare for a lot of different scenarios. So, uh, the team, it was important for us to get to Atlanta to see how they did things there. And then then it was you know immediately the focus was on our community and i'll tell you that one of the really neat parts of what this opportunity means to orlando is as we're coming out of a pandemic as we have this renaissance that has gone on you know in our sports tourism community because if you look at the bubble at Disney, right, when you look at the NBA restarting their season, MLS restarting their season in the middle of a pandemic, the amount of activity that we were so fortunate to have here in Orlando throughout the state of Florida, and then, you know, looking ahead to the amount of activity that we've been fortunate enough to either retain or renew or keep or, uh, or bring, uh, into our community. It's really just super exciting. I mean, you know, listen, we're, we're gonna be marathon on Saturday, Pro Bowl on Sunday. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot going on in our, our, our wonderful community. And we're, uh, we're really honored that the Olympic committee and, and the track and field folks, uh, selected us, but at the same time, uh, we know that, uh, we can, uh, create memorable experiences, once in a lifetime experiences for the athletes themselves. We have an m- incredible uh, a hospitality community that is going to welcome those folks with open arms. And uh, what's really neat is that I, I know a lot of folks are not just coming to run, they're also going to stick around and enjoy everything there is to enjoy uh, about uh, their trip from wherever they're coming from in the United States here to Central Florida, whether it's theme parks or you know, head to the West Coast for some beaches or East Coast for beaches, but uh really excited for uh, the
0: opportunity you mentioned the community response and integrating stakeholders you have to do that for every event that you have every major event it, obviously you have a you're in a destination that's dominated by its ties to Walt Disney World but overall just and in universal terms of the, yep. uh, and, and universal, universal. Yep. All those things. And, you know, so how does how do you integrate these stakeholders for this event? Is there is it any different for this event than compared for you mentioned MLS All-Star, NBA All-Star or Pro Bowl?
1: Well, some inside baseball. I mean, when we went to Mayor Dyer the second time, obviously, like I said, we looked at this event for 2020 and then we looked at the event again for 2024. But when we went to Mayor Dyer the second time to ask about uh, what we thought about moving forward. Uh, what was really great was that his leadership team uh, is made up of a lot of folks that do some long distance running, whether it's five K's or halves or fulls. I had a great audience and some people who really had an appreciation for the sport, they had an appreciation for the impact that it could make. Uh, let's make no mistake. I mean, if you're talking about three hours of celebrating downtown Orlando on NBC, what a wonderful opportunity for us to show off uh, our community so in in this particular case i think it's it's very similar to the way that we approach all opportunities which is you know what's the return on investment whether it's a combination of economic impact or marketing of our destination or what it could lead to is it a uh, is it an entree into a certain sport is it an entree into working with a certain event organizer and and we do everything collaboratively i've got 50 stakeholders in this community we are a large regional sports commission uh we work uh, hand in hand with our partners in Seminole County, Orange County, Osceola County, Lake County, and the city of Orlando. So our footprint is sizable and we have 40 or 50 venues on top of that within each of those communities. So we we talk about, we call it terrain for every game. Matt, if, if it doesn't involve snow, we can do it. <laughs> you know, we can handle it. And we've bid on, you know, so many different opportunities to bring events to our community. But I think it's It's the collaboration between our elected officials, our stakeholders, our hospitality and tourism community, the venue operators, because obviously you've got a right size, whatever the opportunity is for the right venue. We've got a tremendous board of directors. Our board is made up of 119 community leaders uh, with a real diversity of industry. Um, If you look up and down who's participating on our board, and we've got a couple of hundred corporate partners that invest privately in our organization over and above what our communities invest. You know, that's an army. You know, so when we look at opportunities to mobilize whether it's a uh, world cup or, you know, the next NBA all-star game or an opportunity with the big 12 now with UCF joining the big 12. I've got a lot of folks that uh, we bring to the table and we do it collaboratively. We want to make sure that, um, ultimately it's a win for everybody and it's a win for our community. But I think that's, uh, some of the secret sauce here in Orlando. And we've been really fortunate, uh, We had a terrific announcement earlier this week in Orange County. Uh, We have tremendous support uh, with the city of Orlando and uh, our, our surrounding counties. So to have that kind of leadership appreciation for the return on the investment that we drive as an organization and that our community can establish and, and recreate and, and envision for future years, I mean, we're bidding on business for you know events in 2033 if you go to our convention center sales team they're bidding on events for 2040 so you know we've got uh, we've got folks that have vision and look to the future and clearly are standing on the shoulders of you know the the folks you know who are hotel community just incredible hotel and lodging community everybody's coming together we don't work in silos we work together and I think that's uh, enabled us to uh, have a long track record of hosting successful events.
0: You mentioned all the logistic work and work in integrating stakeholders. And then obviously with these trials, from the time that you were originally announced as the host for it, and then in this fall, there, what the start time of the trials was changed. The athletes wanted it to have a different start time. How do you then, through all that planning, adapt to those changing start times and, and modify everything?
1: Yeah, you pivot. I mean, listen, you, you have to be th- – these are live events. So no different from the actual race day or the game day or match day. Um, where you're going to, you know, have to, um, be prepared to make adjustments. We were able to work with our partners at, U uh, S Olympic and Paralympic committee and Max Siegel and his team at USA track and field, you know, have conversations about, Hey, listen, how does this change the model? How does this change the structure of what we're trying to accomplish? At, in our heart of hearts, no, no matter what hurdle to use a track term, right, no matter what hurdle comes and is put in our way, our top priority is uh, making sure that the athletes and their families have an exceptional experience uh, when they come into our community, making sure that our spectators uh, that are going to come and line the streets of downtown Orlando are going to be safe and that they have a terrific experience. Uh, We want to be fiscally responsible to our stakeholders and to the folks that are investing in this opportunity. We were able to uh, make that all work. And uh, we're thankful that, uh, again, we're just a few days away. And at the same time that we've got something, uh, we've got a a wonderful, wonderful event coming to our community, an incredible community of runners. I mean, we're hearing from folks, you know, uh, uh, running clubs from across the country, and we have a, a... tremendous running community here in Orlando. And when I talk to those folks, they're thrilled. They're excited. They're, they've been making plans for six months. You know, where am I going to, you know, put my tent? Who's the lawn am I going to watch from? You know, I'm going to paint my face. We're going to have a a big party in in this park, or we're going to come down to the fan fest at Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center or city hall or the finish line and the start line areas. It's, uh, I have shared this often and many times it feels like it's going to be July 4th meets new year's Eve with the type of, uh, atmosphere that, uh, the athletes can expect cowbells and a lot of uh, noisemakers and cheering as they, uh, pass by, uh, you know, the fans on our city streets. But I, uh, I'm real proud of the team here because the logistics for putting on an event like this are substantial. You, you don't get handed an operating manual. Because every city is different, the routes themselves are their own unique living entities. And, uh, I think from the way we approached, uh, and were able to, uh, uh, come to a, um, a great outcome, uh, as we had our discussions with our partners, you know, really proud that, uh, you know, we find ourselves in a place to move and, and celebrate collectively.
0: You mentioned it earlier the day after the marathon trials is the NFL Pro Bowl at Camping World Stadium. And yes, these sir, are not how we roll. Th- th- these are not one day events either. These are uh, types of events that you have multiple days of activations around them. So what goes into the balance of having two high profile events on the same weekend?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, the, 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 the perfect scenario ultimately is you have great partners in a community That have, you know, constant dialogue and you can work collaboratively to either share resources or, um, and in this case with Steve Hogan and the great team at uh, Florida Citrus Sports, who is putting on the Pro Bowl at Camping World Stadium with Alan Johnson and Craig Borkin and the the, the venues team, the Orlando venues team, you know, it was, it was just a matter of, hey, we're all organized. We know what, uh, you know, the left hand knows what the right hand is doing and for us to then be able to layer in a week's worth of race week events, a week's worth of pro, uh, NFL Pro Bowl events. They've got big things going on, on throughout the week, so do we, leading up to the actual event days. We're not even done on Saturday, in fact. Uh, we've got uh, the uh, the Orlando Magic have their 5K, which is our community run, almost the you know a very similar route to what the marathoners are going to run. That's going to happen on Sunday so just takes coordination we've got uh, great coordination amongst uh, our city the city team in orlando has been unbelievable uh, you're talking about a lot of folks who have uh, stepped up gone above and beyond the call of duty because to have those two big ho- high profile events just the sheer number of folks that are in town filling hotel rooms and going to be spectators and, and ticket buyers at uh, the pro bowl as well it's uh a lot of coordination, but not a problem. We, uh, we like to remind people, if you take a look at the attendance on any given day between universal and Disney and SeaWorld and, you know, a lot of the attractions, heck we're hosting a super bowl every day in Orlando with the, the, the volume of visitors, 74 million visitors last year that came into town. So, uh, we're ready and excited for, uh, the opportunity to, to have our friends at, uh, the U S Olympic committee and the NFL in town all at the same time.
0: Camping World Stadium, also in the news this week, the Orange County Board of County Commissioners recently voted to approve over $600 million in funding for renovations both at Camping World Stadium and at the Kia Center. What does this news do for Orlando in terms of being able to work toward attracting more sports events on top of your upcoming lineup in the, uh, in the future?
1: Yeah, listen, we have to compete. The competition for hosting events has never been more has has never been greater, um, has never been more intense. We've got uh, the NCA uh, has their request for bids due on February 7th. Uh, you take a look at the volume of bids that the NCA is getting cycle over cycle for the last you know three, four, five cycles. If you take a look at the competition uh, that we were just part of for World Cup matches, if you take a look at all of the opportunities, the competition uh the our, my colleagues around the country that are representing their communities are uh have never been more educated have never been more sophisticated in their approach for us to be competitive and continue to drive the uh the impact we have to invest um, we're very fortunate that in our community there's a bed tax that's uh, driven as the hoteliers have a self tax on themselves, those dollars are then uh, available for certain uses. And in this particular case, um, through this exercise that was led by Mayor Demings and and the six uh, county commissioners, multiple projects are going to be advanced, including renovation of the convention center. And people say, "Well, convention center, how does what does that have to do with sports?" Our AAU championship volleyball event, uh, does $250 million in business. It's 5,300, uh, teams and 200,000 hotel rooms. Plus, uh, that's at the convention center. USA fencing was just at the convention center. I mean, there's, uh, you know, amateur basketball tournaments that we host there. I mean, they, they play a major role, in uh, our ability to bring and host uh, uh, big-time sporting events. The investment in the Convention Center, the investment at UCF, the investment in Kia Center here where the Magic are are, are playing, of course, Camping World Stadium. And then not to be lost on uh, any uh, of our partners, because we've been sharing with the folks that we do business with, is that we now have more elasticity and more opportunities available, but because Orange County has now elected and agreed to move our funding uh, amounts on an annual basis, instead of $4 million available to us to bid on business, we're going to go to $10 million a year. So for us, that means that, um, we'll have, like I said, more elasticity, more opportunity, uh, look at maybe an event or two that we might not have been able to deep dive into and bid on in the past. So we're really excited about um, the decision that's been made, and we're very excited about um, the support that we've received as a community. Because uh, at the end of the day, it helps us remain competitive. There are brand new venues that are being erected, uh, you know, across the country, across the, uh, and it's you know what, Matt. It's not just not just the U.S. You know, when we're competing on a global scale, whether it's you know international soccer or many of the other sports when we work with the ioc or the the actual governing bodies themselves of the individual sports you know there are times where our city is competing with some other country sometimes they you know and we're not necessarily competing city to city sometimes countries are behind a certain bid effort uh, that are happening internationally, so we've got to make sure that uh, we do everything that we can to maintain our competitive advantage. I'm proud of uh, the, uh, our elected officials who have uh, you know, provided that runway for us as we look to move forward and, and plan for the future.
0: Two major events coming up on the same weekend. You have major news this week in stadium renovations. You mentioned, uh, UCF moving to the Big 12 and having its debut season in the Big 12 men's basketball team recently was able to score a home win over Kansas in a bit, in a big s- early statement of their conference membership. You're in the spring, you're a golf haven for both the LPGA and PGA tours. What does all of these things that you have in terms of events coming in? renovations schools going to major conferences what does that do in setting up your sports commission for not just this year but beyond 2024
1: yeah listen at the core of it all we're community servants so our job and our mission is to advance our community and be thoughtful and responsible partners in 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 all aspects so when i sit down with my colleagues whether it's uh our, our uh, Orlando Economic Partnership or Cassandra Mate at uh, Visit Orlando or our tech community, our education uh, uh, groups, we're we're hold accountable to each other to make sure that we're lifting the entire community. So for us, what it means is it's it's an opportunity for us to um, support an already robust economy. And, uh, and make sure that we move uh, along with a strategic plan for our community as we look to 2040, 2050, and make sure that we're doing our part, is uh, make sure that we're contributing and that we have a vital role in uh, no matter how big or how small. And we're very proud of the fact that we're tasked with doing that. There's, there's two parts to bringing an event to your town and uh, it can't be overlooked because there's the economic impact that's driven from those that are visiting but there's also a burden lifted off of the residents of our community who either would have had to travel to another city to see that sporting event or that concert and there's also the burden that's lifted Because if the AAU volleyball tournament is here in Orlando, or if the wake and water ski event is held in Lake County, or if there's a cheerleading competition in Osceola County, or ECNL is bringing, you know, one of their showcases to Seminole County, the burden from the residents of those families whose kids or their grandkids live here and don't have to travel and pay to go to another city Um, we're also providing, you know, that relief and that service to the residents of our community because, Hey, by the way, they're getting a home game. Then it's not just mom and dad that are going, it's, it's grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters. And, and everybody can watch uh, the kid play because the event is hosted right here in central Florida. So we, we always have that in mind as well. Uh, when we're looking to provide the value, uh, to the residents of our community, because they may have never had an opportunity to to see wrestlemania so you know they may have never had an opportunity to go to a march madness game they may never have had the opportunity to and now if your headquarters moves here or if you you know decide you're going to leave another city and move and migrate here hey here's here's part of the offering here's part of what we're about in central florida which is hosting major marquee events, whether it's an amateur event or a professional event, it's uh, it's happening here in our community.
0: Well, it's a big weekend and months ahead and uh, lots of things coming out of the, the region. And Jason, thank you very much for showing up and uh, talking with us today on the Sports Travel Podcast.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Matt.
0: Appreciate you. This has been another edition of the Sports Travel Podcast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on all your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Past episodes are also available at sportstravelmagazine.com, which features breaking news and in-depth features on stories related to the sports event industry. Be sure to visit us daily at sportstravelmagazine.com, at sportstravel on Twitter and Instagram, and at sports Travel Magazine on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until then, this is Matt Trial for Sports Travel, and thanks for listening.